Claire. Hello, Claire Isaac. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I think I'm all right. I'm all right, actually. All right. You're 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 all right. Yeah, all right. Um, this is Plain Devil's Avocado. It is a podcast. Mm-hmm. It's episode mm-hmm. 31. Yes. yes, it is. 31. We get um, some time off soon, I imagine. Christmas and the like soonish. Do we? Oh, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, um, time off doing nothing. Yeah. Time off from doing nothing, yeah. Time off from doing nothing to do more nothing. Yeah. Uh, this week on the podcast, which is for anyone who is like us, a bit tired, mm. bit rubbish, bit middle-aged. A bit cranky. <laughs> a bit cranky. It's still full of life and joy to vivre. Yes, um, of it's course. a podcast for you. And on today's podcast, we're going to be doing some Culture Club. Culture Club! We're going to do a follow up about something we spoke about a while ago, which makes you uncomfortable, but I'm going to do it anyway. We've got some beauty spot. We've got a little conversation about menopause, which I know you also love chatting about, but still. Mm. Some snack attack. Snack attack. We've got a bit of a thirst trap going on with your favourite. Oh, yeah. And we've yes. got a couple of big questions. Big questions. <laughs> so let us go, as they say in Let's the classics. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. So um, Culture Club, first of all, Lisa. Yeah. Because everyone yeah. is locked in. Have you watched Squid Game yet? Well, I discussed it with you and you said you won't like it because <laughs> um, it's violent. Yes. And then I was sitting in front of the telly. I said to Timmy, oh, and also Joshy, my friend Joshy had said, oh, you've got to watch Squid Game, blah, 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 blah. I didn't really understand if it was real or fake. I knew it was like a Hunger Games style thing, but I didn't know if it was actually like the old Japanese game shows where it was real. Yeah. Anywho, I watched the first episode and I got 10 minutes in and I was like, no. No, I don't know that it is for you. It's a it's very, too violent. It's very violent. So for those of us who are obsessively watching everything that Netflix tells us to watch, yes, um, it is a Korean um, series that is about a sort of game show that people go on when they've got no money, they've got no other hope of getting out of the black it's hole fiction. of life fiction, that they're isn't in. It? Yes, and it's fiction. Yeah. And these people get chosen seemingly randomly. They're all at sort of, you know, this desperation point and they're all taken to this place, an island, and then they're kind of left to battle it out in a series of games, which are like those Japanese game shows of yesteryear, mm. um, until there's only one or two left standing. And that is when the person wins the money. So right. it's pretty, and it's pretty full on, but my God, it's pretty entertaining. <laughs> so I was confused about whether... You should watch it dubbed or subtitled. No. Uh, well, there's been a lot of controversy about the subtitles not matching up to what they're actually saying. But apparently, if you watch the English subtitles that aren't the closed caption ones, they're fine. It's the it's the CC ones in brackets that are the problem when you go into right. your Netflix thing. So I, I can't watch anything that's dubbed. I find it too hard and too distracting. Mm. Because um, the dubbing made it seem like it was a comedy. Yeah, exactly. But, and is it a comedy? No, it's not a comedy at all. There's nothing funny. Okay. About it at all, all right. right. So that's that. Confused. There is humor in it. Black humor, yeah. 
but it basically okay, so is all, everything threw me a bit then yeah right yeah so basically it's just um it's like uh watching um any of those game shows any of those um the you know what's the one here with the people jumping over things <laughs> Uh, Wipeout or Ninja. Yeah, Australian Ninja or whatever. But the the stakes are so much higher because if you don't win, you pretty much die. Right. So, um, and there's been some, it's it's interesting because I was reading a piece in the paper and I can't remember where I read it now that they were saying that it's just the woman who's, there's a woman in it who is really beautiful, who is a Korean model, who this is her first acting role, and she got 17 million followers in like a week from wow. people watching this show worldwide. It's the biggest show Netflix have ever had right. worldwide. Look, it's, okay. a ph- it's a phenomenon. And if you look... Phenomenon. It's a phenomenon. And... Um, you know, it comes on the back of Parasite, that movie, which was the Korean movie. I did enjoy that. Yeah, I loved that. Yeah, and then there's um, other sort of Korean movies that have now been Mm. fast-tracked into the Netflix. Um, Korea is definitely on my um, go-to list when we're allowed to travel again. I'm very, very keen. Yeah. And I really love Korean food. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, it's apparently like um, the Oxford English Dictionary apparently had all these words that they put into the dictionary recently. A lot of them were Korean, like K-pop and that kind of Mm. stuff. So everybody Mm. across the planet has suddenly sort of discovered Korea and this will certainly help. And there's a... There's a similarity between um, Parasite and this in that it shows this kind of disparity between rich and poor in Korea, which is really yeah. interesting. And I think that it's probably a bit of a comment on it. And if we don't know enough about the politics there to know more, but mm-hmm. I think it's a, you know it's very interesting. Very also interesting. Very man. very violent. Lots of blood. Okay, won't be that's watching. That's where I'll leave it. Yes. Mm. But Thank you've you. been watching something that's very very violent and lots of blood as well <laughs> <laughs> of a different sort. <laughs> Yes. Now, you know how sometimes I just um, get a bit fixated on a new um, franchise of The Real Housewives? I do know that, yes. So when we first went into lockdown, I discovered Real Housewives of New York and watched 12 seasons of it, (laughs) 22 (laughs) episodes per season. Yeah, that shows stamina. Yeah, the problem is it just it really does stop me from doing or watching or reading anything else Mm. because, you know, it's a commitment. So... I have what I've been doing, Claire, because Real Housewives of Melbourne kicks off on Sunday, um, season five on Foxtel. And I've sort of dipped in and out over the years a bit. Um, but everyone kept saying, no, you've got to watch it, you've got to watch it. So that's all my, you know, my Real Housewives fan yeah. friends. Yeah. Um, I know who so some of those I, people are as well, don't I? You know who they are. <laughs> and um, so I did, I have gone back and rewatched. Uh, that's what I'm doing. I'm watching Real Housewives of Melbourne from the beginning. Right. Um, and I've got to say, Gosh, it's fantastic! I just love it. It's um, especially because it's an Australian one. I didn't, I wasn't mad for the Sydney franchise at all, but the Melbourne one is hilarious. It's uh, and yes, it's violent. No, it's not. But they all just <laughs> actually. I mean, the thing about it when it works, Real Housewives, is when it is menopausal women because right. they just lose their minds over anything and just start fighting about things. Um, it's very and funny though because like I don't know any women that would fight. Like I don't. Would I ever have not, a fight? There's not much physical fighting no, going but, on. but like, like I wouldn't even have an argument with you. But I what if you were told with you? Oh, yes. Okay. But what if you were told as your job, right? You, we just need a bit of drama. Just say what you feel. 
just say what you're thinking. Can you imagine? Can you imagine no, what would happen? It would be, be fantastic. It'd be... You, gosh, Claire, you would let rip. <laughs> but then Honestly, I'd be terribly guilty. If you were given the remit to just say what you thought to someone, like, why did you do that? Why did oh, you say that? I've the got way you treat people. me. Yeah. Thank you. There several you go. Several people I could do that to right now. There you go. Mm. So I think that's what I find so enjoyable about it. And also that these the Melbourne ladies are very into their sex lives, um, which is quite, you know, liberating to watch. Um, and it's just all quite good value. Gina's amazing. Unfortunately, she's not back in season five. Um, neither is Lydia, who's my favourite. She just comes out with some absolute corkers. Um, but it's all very, very entertaining. But that's, it is all I'm doing is watching Real Housewives of Melbourne. Right. Well, so I, have, I am reading a book, which I keep meaning to finish and then talk about, but I'm sort of stuck because of the Real Housewives. Fair enough. It's taken over your life. It has, and that's what happens, and then I have to have a break again. Yeah, and go into some culture, proper culture. Culture, proper culture. Um, but you have read a book. I've read a and book. And I know that this is the book everyone's talking about. Yeah, um, it's Elizabeth Day. Um, it's the book called Magpie. I finished it. Is this the lady who does How to Fail? Yes, the pod- and she yeah. does the podcast, and she's... Um, and then she's got a column. Yeah. Yeah. And so she wrote this book during lockdown in the UK she says in the acknowledgements and um i take my hat off to her for doing that it's so unput downable in the way that gone girl and those kind of ones because mm, there's a twist a twist? big twist yeah i think the twist comes in too soon but you know i'm just saying right. um right. although there's sort of Sorry, a double there's a double twist so you know oh, um okay. but it's really um it's very zeitgeisty it's very it's sort of very interesting it's about a couple and their surrogate and um a, sort of what transpires is kind of shocking and interesting and it's written in a way that you kind of yeah, you're not quite sure who's telling the truth and it's very on the edge of your seaty. And in fact, I couldn't mm. sleep last night at about 4am, so I read quite a big chunk of it then. And um, even though I was desperately tired, <laughs> I was like, I just want to know what's happening between Kate and Marissa. So, you know, that's the sign of a good book. It is. Well, yeah. it sounds like a very me book. So as soon yeah, as I finish, like it. I must finish my other book and then I'll read it. I must say, I gave up reading that shitty Leanne Moriarty book that you liked for I it. told you so, you wouldn't like it. I just was like, oh, enough with your tennis already. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. All right, good. <laughs> Let's do a little follow-up. Follow-up? It's a follow-up. 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 <laughs> um, well, I know you're not really comfortable talking about this, although you are. Period pants again. Period pants, everyone. Period pants. So, uh, Choice, which is your favourite. It is my favourite magazine. In the whole world, yeah. It is, it is. Uh, I have a subscription. Get very excited when it comes through my door. Did you read about the period undies? I did. It was last month. Yeah, so they did a period undies story. (laughs) I forgot to tell you. Right. Well, you just, you chose not to tell me because you didn't want to talk about it probably. Yeah. So we talked about period undies and how they're life-changing and then I put that in the PDAs, which is our Facebook group, and everyone else in the world says they're life-changing as well. We've got heaps mm-hmm. and heaps of conversation about it. So they did a test and I just thought for people who are following at home, the winner of their um, best in show, mm-hmm. <laughs> best in flow, 
<laughs> Thank you, I'll be here all week. Was Moddy Body Seam Free Full Brief for Moderate to Heavy Flow, which came out top, then Bond's Bloody Comfy Period Full Brief, and then another Moddy Body. So if you're thinking about trying them, wanted to try them, weren't sure whether you should, Moddy Body are the ones to go, obviously. I think there was quite a bit of feedback on the PDAs about sizing. Yes, I think you need to go up a size. And also, if there's some brands that are better for bigger sizes than others. Yeah. But I and do when I say bigger sizes, I'm talking about your bottom. Yes, your not... si- literal dress size, not your, not the yeah. amount of period yes. blood, etc. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, everybody. But, um, yes, I would suggest you go up a size or even two. Um, let's face it, no one's going to see them, and you want them to be comfortable not digging in. And mm. it's not so much... Did yet. you know... Also in that issue of choice, which mm-hmm. um, I didn't tell you about, they, there's leggings now as well. Did you mm-hmm. know that? Well, there's all sorts of, there's like sports stuff and things and, and yeah. swimmers for kids and things like that. Swimmers for teens and stuff too. So, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing, yeah. isn't it? It's a whole industry. Yeah. So the leggings, I think people felt it was a bit weird just to wear leggings without any undies because yeah. you wouldn't, you do that, you wouldn't you usually wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that, would you? I yeah. Do and that. it was a bit they weren't sure that yeah they felt a bit uncomfortable literally a bit uncomfortable i think yeah i mean why don't you just wear a pair of your period pants and then a normal pair of undies i guess it just becomes a bit there's a lot of stuff going on between your legs then if you want to do some squats or you know (laughs) do some exercise (laughs) anyway let's move on from that let's go let's do something nice beauty spot beauty spot beauty spot beauty spot beauty spot um, I just wanted to let you know that I once again got sucked in by the uh, juggernaut that is Trini. <laughs> oh, yes. And I bought the new Rebalance BFF serum, which is, is the this one... the one you bought last week with your friends? Yes. So, okay. But I got it. I got oh, you it got it. It arrived. Yep, yeah, yep. it arrived. I've used it. I'm wearing it now. Yeah. No other makeup, just that. Oh, really? Yeah. It's good. Wow. Okay. I know. It's good. It's worth it. And I, I say this all the time that Trini is amazing, but then it's overpriced. I still yeah. believe it's overpriced, to be honest. But I don't normally just put a BFF cream or, a you know, a, B, a C, whatever those, you know, yeah, BB cream, cream or whatever. What's a BFF cream? Well, it's that. It's her version of those BB creams. Oh, whatever. so it's, is it it's, meant to be like Best Friend Forever? Yeah, and it's like serum... Oh. It's usually got a serum that works with yeah. it. So the rebalance one is good for mattifying, um, mm. which I have, you know, I get a bit oily during the day. Um, Has it got SPF? No, it doesn't. So I had to put an SPF on. But she does tell you on the actual tube that what you should do is moisturise SPF and then your BFF cream. Okay. Like that. So she's very she's very big on the SPF. Yeah. Um, which I use the ultraviolet face one, put that on, and then put this on over the top. I went for a walk in the park today, felt invincible and positively oh, glowing. Good for you. Yeah. That ultraviolet that people love, don't they? Yeah, it's good. It is good. Mm. It's quite pricey, though. But then, mm. you know, I just think... Can you this... put a, fr- a price on your lovely face? Cause... Exactly. Priceless, Lisa, priceless. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. I was also reading this story about that was in The Telegraph in the UK, which I like to read because... Mm makes me feel knowledgeable oh i can see your cat's bottom and that's not a that's not a um euphemism aren't you lucky (laughs) um and there was a thing about what happens to your skin during menopause and and you know we all know what happens to our skin during menopause because most of us are in it or about to go into it or you know well past it but i just thought it was interesting lisa yeah because it says that um 
sometimes during menopause, while your skin gets drier and less plump because you don't have estrogen pumping through your veins as much, there is some estrogen fading the micronutrient network. So that means you, you also might get spots and stuff. So you might be you yes. might have dry, flaky skin and also spots, which is lovely, Hormonal lovely combination. Spots. Yeah. yeah. They're so, usually aren't they usually around the chin line? Yeah. And that and yeah, that doesn't get helped yeah. with masks. No. So, you know, you've got to be careful. So they suggest these things. Now you know how you told me not that long ago that you just never knew what you're supposed to use and there's always so many things out there. Mm. They say for perimenopausal women. I'm suggesting that might be you. Hey, yep. <laughs> a a I'm putting my hand up. An, an, I'm, putting an my, AH... I'm raising my hand. <laughs> Raise your hand if you're perimenopause. Woo, woo. <laughs> An AHA toner, such as lactic acid or glycolic acid, which is for the blemishes, while yep. also moisturising your skin with moisturising ceramides or hyaluronic acid. So... Mm. A real And also vitamin B3 to strengthen your skin barrier. So... Go out there, find something that has all those ingredients in it, and you will be laughing. Then for people with meno skin, which is people who are going through menopause, the most important... So basically, let me just tell you the one thing everyone needs, hyaluronic acid. You you, you love that, don't you? Yes. You're mad for it. Yeah. Um, it was interesting because I was reading that English mag and I sent you a screenshot, didn't I? Because um, Boots, the chemist, which is like yeah. the price line over there, has had this whole advert... Um, devoted to menopause skincare. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's obviously a huge trend. It is. Isn't but it? Hyaluronic acid for anyone, peri or meno, just helps you to boost your skin and making it look plump and stay hydrated. And without having that acid, you can drink as much water as you want, but you won't look half as good. So a serum or a cream and is about as much gin as you like. As much gin will dry out the fuck more (laughs) so Mm -hmm. also an oily balm over the top of a serum so like jojoba oil that we love that jojoba company or a rich barrier repair cream again with vitamin b3 for protection so you just need to lock in moisture the older you get it's Mm. all about locking in the lock it in lock it in lock it in eddie lock it in (laughs) i'm playing for i would like to phone a friend um (laughs) and speaking of menopause lisa Oh, yeah. Which, you know, sorry, everyone, to bore you to tears. Um, There was this interesting story also in the Times in the UK. I was very busy reading those English newspapers, Mm. I tell you what. Um, And the Countess of Wessex, that's Sophie. Sophie, she's 56. Mm. She's gone through menopause herself. And so she's leading this whole big thing about, um, you know, making sure that women are supported in the workplace, which we have talked about before. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Tesco, which is a, like um, Coles yeah. here, one of the first companies to support menopausal women with a more breathable fabric for employee uniforms due to be introduced next year to help with hot flushes. Amazing. Good idea. Isn't Amazing. That? Need that yeah. here. Need that here. Coles, mm. Aldi, Woolies, mm. we're looking at you. Mm. Get your breathable Love fabric. It. Also, because that, and also get a uniform that's flattering to everybody's shape. But anyway, it's just mm. me. I used to work in a supermarket and had to wear this nylon dress, and then you had to wear American tan tights oh. with it. Can you imagine? I imagine can. the static when you used to walk around the supermarket. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pinging people all over the place. Mm. Ding, ding, ding. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible, isn't it? 
I worked in a supermarket, yeah. but I don't recall having to wear a uniform. I think I had to just wear navy blue. I'll tell you what, though, I was really fast. It, it was before scanning, so you had to put in the price, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did the tills, yeah, but my main—I I did tills for cover, but my main job was stacking the uh, biscuit aisle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, bless. But I quite liked um, covering for the deli. Because I used to eat quite a lot of food. Mm. We used to, yeah, we used to eat a lot of um, food, and um, mm. I used to love doing price checks because just to piss oh, people off, I love it. Price check, please, just three. <laughs> I just think I was like a DJ, <laughs> and I'd also there was nothing I liked more than when it was something that would be embarrassing to the customer, like on twenty super ten bags ten bonds. Great fun. Great fun. Hours of amusement. Yeah. Um, all right. Now, yeah. you had a story that interested me this week. What was it? It's about sentimental clutter, which I actually oh, yeah. loved. Because Is I think, true? yes, because I think, you know, we always talk about, and I don't mean just us generally, I just mean people <laughs> lately about Marie Condoing the shit of everything and getting rid of stuff. And, you know, yeah. everyone during lockdown has used the time well to get rid of all their clutter. But now they're saying that sentimental clutter is fine. Yes, well, I everything's coming out on my Facebook about decluttering and it must be because um, we had our kitchen done. So I've got lots of stuff in storage, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, so we've got quite an empty house at the moment and then it's about sort of allowing what you keep and what you don't keep. Mm. And then um, I was looking through some old boxes for something and I came across... Like I came across my old file of facts, right, from 1997. Amazing. And so I was just going through it just for funsies. And I found people's old phone numbers and address books. So I was screenshotting and sending it to people. Like, oh, do you remember, this is where you lived in 1997 and stuff. I love that stuff. And it was just so fun. You know, this was obviously before mobile phones, when you had to write everyone's number and address down. Yeah. And, like, there's no way I'm throwing that out. It's got no no use whatsoever. But it... And then I was going through the actual diary part and it had my friend's wedding in it. And so I screened, I took a photo of that and said, oh, look. And, you know, things like that I think are really lovely. I um, But I did find um, a story about it on Apartment Therapy, which is about how to declutter sentimental stuff. Um, and it doesn't tell you to tell you to chuck it all out, you know. No, it doesn't at all. It's, but it does say to sort of put things in boxes and, you know. Yeah, so... Yeah, this is what the writer thinks is worth keeping, and her name is Taryn Williford, um, and she says, keep things that bring back quality memories. Um, so I thought that was quite nice. So like my friend's wedding, I thought that was lovely. Yeah. yeah. Keep a few treasured things from a bigger collection. Yeah, um, she wants you to curate stuff, doesn't she, and, and, and give them yeah. away, which I kind of yeah. I understand in theory, but I don't know how I would choose those things. No, and I think I've spoken before about how I keep birthday cards mm. and Valentine's cards. I've got so many of them, but I don't know. I just like them. Um, keep small capsules from moments of your life. So she said you might decide to dedicate a shoebox to each stage of your life, childhood, college, your first child, and then fill it with small mementos from each era. So that's quite nice. It is nice. Um, keep things that can be made into other more useful things. Turn ticket stubs into art. Now, we've got some friends who have kept every single concert ticket they've ever been to. Wow. And recently turned it and recently framed it. Wow. Now that, 
I think that's fantastic. That is amazing. That is, yeah. Is that, is that, is that Dell and Nell? It is Mel and Dell. Mm. Um, and they, oh, even just taking an old photograph and using it as a bookmark means you're going to enjoy it 10 times more than when it's stuffed into a box in the attic. Yeah. So I think that's nice as well. And then she also says, keep things you want to keep. You don't have to be the keeper of your family's mementos unless it's something you personally value. It is a hard job, though, isn't it, Getting letting go of stuff? Um, and then I was out with friends the week. So we've got a storage unit at the moment because we had to put all our kitchen into it. Um I'm going to keep it. <laughs> right. It's because it's a useful resource. Because we live in a small house. Like, we haven't even got room to store the winter blankets properly. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So we had this whole discussion at a picnic on Sunday, and um, everyone was just shouting at me. They were just shouting at me, waste of money, waste of money. <laughs> um, and I was like, I don't care. You know, if I wanted to move into a bigger house in Sydney, it would cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars more yeah. do you know what I mean yeah to get another room yeah like more that's so much money so to me having a storage unit but everyone does say they're a big waste of money and you just put stuff in them and then you should just chuck it all out um I must then, say though in the times that I've ever had one to and usually that's been when I've gone overseas for an extended period of time and I'll just put all my stuff in there when I've come back I've gone what the fuck is all this shit <laughs> but you know you've done without it in that case it's not like you're doing without necessarily if you're you know it depends I suppose look I think if there's things that you cannot throw out but you still don't want them in the house just put them in a store it's 40 bucks a week week, that does seem like quite a lot though when you say 40 bucks a week does it yeah so uh, just when you're talking about lovely like diaries and all that kind of stuff I've got two diaries that I found in a box that were from 1989 and 1990 and, oh, my God, they're just a snapshot of my life. Then I was working on mm. Smash Hits magazine, so they're filled with interview with new kids on the block or, you know. Like well, whatever. I mean, you've got to keep yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's you. amazing. And then, like, sort of boys I was dating and friends I had at the time and stuff. And it's just it's such a funny snapshot of my life. So many nightclubs, so many um, yes. ticket stubs and flyers from discos and, you know, it was, it's amazing. It's quite, a, it's quite the uh, journey. Yes, my file effects from 1997, I was out five nights a week. Yeah. It's like picture, picture and piano, lunch with Lala. It's just, I was out, you know, this gig, that gig. Oh, I five nights a week in London. You should um, do one now. It'll be like, went to shop. <laughs> Aldi, went to Aldi. Didn't leave, didn't leave house for three days. Did the washing. <laughs> oh, God. Ate yeah. some caramel. It's not it. Yeah. Oh. Eat some caramel. Yeah. Oh, speaking yeah. of, let's do snack that's a, attack. That's a segue. Yeah, snack attack, snack attack, snack attack. Snack attack. Now, we weren't going to do snack attack, and I know some people are very affronted by snack attack, but given the circumstances, it's coming into the end of lockdown for most of, you know, Sydney and Victoria and, um, well, no, no, just Sydney, actually. And we have eaten our way through this lockdown, and I'm not going to stop now. <laughs> no, you um, mustn't. I, I ate the caramel Krispy Kreme donuts, Lisa. 
Yes. So they are a limited edition Krispy Kreme. You can only get them at 7-Elevens. I actually drove. I said to my husband, my husband said, I'm going to the shops. And I said, but I wanted to go to the shops. And he was like, why does she want to go to the shops? Because you know how only one person from the house is supposed to go to the supermarket. And I said, oh, look, you go to the supermarket. And then if I still need to go, I'll go tomorrow or later or whatever um, and break the rules. So um, he went off and did the coal shopping or whatever, came back, and then I said, I still need to go to the chemist. I made up some random excuse and I left the house. I went to the 7-Eleven around the corner and I bought myself four caramel Krispy Kreme donuts, brought them home, and they were everything I imagined them to be and more. Did you eat them all? Um, well, as it turned out, there was two plain, normal Krispy Kremes, which you can, oh. you know, which were fine, and yeah. then two caramel ones. So I did, I probably ate one and a half, and Lee tried half of a caramel one. Right. He wasn't right. a fan. I knew he wouldn't be a fan. No. He also wouldn't be a fan on principle. So yeah. there's no point. Even, I don't even know why he bothered. I enjoyed, oh, I savoured every fatty, sugary mouthful. Delicious. If you can get um, them, I say go get them. They're great. Something I forgot to put on the list, but mm-hmm. um, we've got a little obsession at the moment with um, mini drumsticks. Oh, yes, I saw you posted something on Facebook. Yes, and uh, they've got um, a pack of six that's got two different flavours in, mm. Super Choc and Caramel Nut Variety Pack. I've got to say, very good. Now, when you, I couldn't tell from the picture that you posted on, the, on your Facebook. Are they... Yeah. Tiny little drumsticks. Yeah, mini ones. Right, yeah. so they're, they're like the size of half a... Size. Oh, right, half size. Okay. They're half right. a drumstick, yeah. Right. Okay. Drumstick like a, is like a cornetto for our overseas listeners, yes, yes. all three of them. Yes. Um, yeah. Right, oh, okay. Well, so similarly, probably yeah. not the best dietary <laughs> food, but <laughs> needs must. That's right. Um, well, but something I am food. eating is quite healthy, Claire. Yeah. I... Of return to the salad roll. Now I can absolutely see why, and I love them too. So, I think the salad roll salad sandwich is an Australian thing. In fact, I don't think it. I know it. So when I came to Australia, I was really surprised when you go to the deli or whatever the sandwich shop at lunchtime, and someone would say, "I just I'll have a salad roll, right?" Mm. A salad roll does have protein in it. It's not just salad, but sometimes it is just salad. At school, growing up, we'd have a salad roll. Would just be literally salad: beetroot, yep. some alfalfa grated sprouts, grated carrot, yep. lettuce, tomato, cucumber, salt and pepper. Crucial, yep. quite a lot and of no, pepper. No cheese, no, no cheese, ham. no ham. That would be a ham right. and salad sandwich, cheese right. and salad sandwich. So quite confusing to a, to an incomer. That's the kind of thing that somebody would talk about and then go on the Daily Mail, Claire, and really annoy think- you. <laughs> Maybe you should do it. But they have to be American for it to really shit me. And then, so I obviously have been working from home. I'm so sick of cooking and just working out what to eat, and I just can't bear any of it. Anyway, four doors down, we're very lucky. We've got a really great cafe. It's like a an old school milk bar cafe. Mm. Does the best best burgers, but I'm trying not to eat the burgers. So I rang down one day and I said, you know what? I'll have a ham and cheese salad roll, right? It was the best thing ever. It was so old school and it filled me up for the whole afternoon. Mm. So I'm really into my salad rolls now. And then weirdly, there was a story about it on SBS. I know, it's um, so strange, isn't it? 
it's very strange how I do things and then it's all zeitgeist in, you know, but I did it first. Um, but the <laughs> story was basically saying there's always a place for the salad sandwich. Um, for me, a salad sandwich has to have carrot, beetroot, lettuce. Um, I don't have to have alfalfa's good. I don't have to have mayo necessarily. No. No. Salt and pepper. Um, it needs to have it needs to have that real sense of trying to give it a flavour when there is none. Yes. I think everyone should go and have a salad sandwich or roll for lunch tomorrow and, I've and also, thank me later. I agree. I've also been eating a lot of banh mi lately, and I don't mean like posh oh, candy yeah. banh mi. I mean yeah, like yeah, absolute yeah. shit yeah. bottom level pork roll from the, mm. from the absolute Vietnamese bakery, like which is well, that a is classic. a salad roll, really. Yeah, isn't it? but with a bit of pork yeah. and some pate. Yeah, and some, yeah, you know. Oh, I love a banh mi. The, oh mm. God, I'm obsessed. You've also been obsessed. Bit with... of that mug, funny magic sauce. Yeah, yeah. Which just adds. Yeah. I've got that in my cupboard, and I never know what to do with it. But that no would be it, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, you also like peckish puff bites, which I don't know what they are, but I'm determined to get some the next time I go to the shops. Yes, you must. I went to the picnic, and, and my friend Scott had bought them. Um, that you know, peckish, which yeah. is like the rice crackers. Yeah. So they've got these puff bites, and they're just like little puffs of. Yummy yums, and they come in. I think I had the, I had the honey soy flavor. Right. Highly, highly recommend, mm. especially with the drink. Mm. Yeah. Very okay. good. And are you going to talk through your dips, or you don't? You know. Oh, it was just as um, shoppers voted for the best dips in Australia. Um, I, well, it was all right. What did you think? Um, Audi came second. Audi came that? second, and mm. I think <laughs> well deserved. Yumi's, yummies, Yumi's came mm. first. Eggplant dip, which I, mean, I think is quite divisive, personally, because people don't necessarily like eggplant. But anyway. But isn't eggplant dip just baba ganoush? Yeah, but people don't like that. They like hummus. Oh. I think hummus is the great leveller of dips, isn't it? It is, it is. <laughs> um, obviously, there's no pill pill, which, you know, oh, I, is my favourite. Heartbreaking. I was heartbroken. I don't, yeah, I don't mind a bailer. I just find it quite expensive. That's the one that always has all the fancy toppings yeah um and then the dips i really like are um yulee's yeah they weren't anywhere were they they weren't anywhere but maybe that's a sydney thing mm. yeah maybe mm. look you know who anyway. might like dips who stanley tucci this is the segue into what I'm going to call the first trap because there's no reason for this other than <laughs> it's just a chance to talk about how hot he is. Look, so I don't know why. Why did I put this on the list? Something must have stopped. Because he's been talking about it. So he's got, he had cancer and oh, now, right. and he's been sort of in the press, but also he's got this food show that he's doing. So oh, is that why? He's 60. And apparently, yeah. Lisa, he's your, he's your, uh, he's thirsty, you're thirsty for him. Well, I just have a like, I think I must have gone down a bit of a Stanley Tucci, you know, hole. Um, <laughs> For one Because I think I was reading about the cancer and then I was reading about, I didn't realise his, his first wife died of breast cancer. Um, and then I was sort of look, looking at all these photos of him and he looks better at 60 than he's ever looked. Yeah, he's pretty, he's very, um, he's a very neat man, isn't he? He's aging so well. I reckon he'd um, be one of those men that if I met him, he'd be too small for me. I'd find him a bit too dainty. I think he'd probably, look, I hate to say it, but I don't, I wonder if he'd be as wonderful and nice and charming in the real life. Oh, oh. 
What do you think? The dark side of Stanley Tucci. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't I just wait I would to hate find it if he was one of those celebrities that you're like, oh my god, and they're just like, get away from me, you know. <laughs> Well, I think that's probably most celebrities the way that we. And it, about I'm them. just thinking that's actually most celebrities. That I've <laughs> but probably because I'm the one going. Oh my god! Yeah, exactly. You don't want some middle-aged woman come bearing down on you, <laughs> Squeal- hey. squealing. Oh, no, I speak for both of us. Um, all yeah. right, and um, let's just do for one last thing, Lisa. Big yes. question. Big question. <laughs> Yes, so Freedom Day is Monday, and then we've got various levels of freedom in New South Wales. What have you booked? Freedom Day. (laughs) What have you booked already? I have booked, well, I haven't booked, but I'm going to book a haircut and a keratin treatment, although I do have... You haven't actually booked it yet. No, I do have a keratin. Well, see, the problem is I bought... A mutual friend of ours recommended a particular at-home keratin treatment that she did... Oh. that was um, available on Oz Hair and Beauty. So I bought one. So I actually do have that in my arsenal, my beauty arsenal. So mm-hmm. I'm just, just I'm trying to determine how long. I need to work out when my um, hairdresser can fit me in for said keratin treatment. Yes. I mean, it's um, very competitive getting a hairdresser appointment. I know. My brother has booked um, to come up from Melbourne. So I haven't seen my niece and nephew and my brother. Well, I saw my brother when he flew up to surprise my mum when the borders were open for a small amount of time in March. But I haven't seen my niece and nephew for like nearly two years. Wow. So they're coming up from Melbourne. Um, we uh, have booked a... Four day Central Coast getaway in a caravan. In a caravan, I do not camp. By the way, this is going to be a very, huge, very exotic. Yeah, very exotic for me. Um, but but uh, um, some people we know have this amazing caravan called Peg that we can stay in. That's got all the bells and whistles and coffee machine and you know beautiful overlooking the water, which will be lovely. Um, um, I have a massage voucher which I'm determined to use as soon as possible but you've booked quite a few things haven't you i have booked a hot stone pedi yeah because i've got a vouch a voucher amazing um uh, eyebrows obviously matter mm. of urgency mm-hmm. um numerous dinners because i'm so popular um <laughs> and um a friend has booked tickets to go and see a musical now when you wrote in brackets here me too did you mean did you thought I had booked a musical? Yeah. No, that was you who booked the musical. Oh. Do you think that I would ever book a musical? Well, I think you might book this one because it's um, about the um, Six Wives of Henry VIII, but they're reimagined as a girl band. Right. I know that I know that musical you speak of, and no. <laughs> oh. Well, well, you're not invited. So <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, fair play to all the people who are amazing musical performers, and I love you all, yeah. and I know many. Yeah. And yeah. you're amazingly talented, but it's just not for me. Oh. But I will go out for dinner and I will do all of those things and I will put all my money back into the economy, I promise. Well done. Um, there was something on the ABC about how some people are feeling a little bit uh, anxious about getting out of out of um, lockdown. And it's, you know, it's, it's absolutely, of course, we, there are very many reasons why we might feel a bit trepidatious is that a word oh it's a good word Um, yes it's a good word about you know coming out of lockdown if you're feeling a bit anxious about it because a lot of people are feeling and I think I am one of these people a lot of the time that I quite like the simplicity of lockdown even though I'm bored and a lot of the yes 
but they had these really good little tips adjust your expectations and try to accept that life won't be exactly how it was before lockdown take it step by step you don't have to rush out on day one lisa no, <laughs> book all your dinners <laughs> and your oh. musicals focus on oh. and act on what you can control so avoid crowded areas wear masks exercise get sufficient sleep etc make plans you're comfortable with including with people you haven't seen for some time to give you a sense of optimism seek help early if you need it from your gp or psychologist if you're feeling overwhelmed and have conversations with supportive family friends and colleagues which i thought is nice because it's nice. gonna it will be tricky for some people i reckon coming back out of this it's been um you know three months since we've sort of been able to do anything in sydney long way longer for melbourne obviously with your um your, the world's longest lockdown yes be gentle to each other be gentle on i think yourself. so I think, and also, you know, before lockdown, I used to say how I couldn't go out and it was too exhausting and I could only do two nights out a week. Yeah. Well, I think probably remember that and that if I try yeah. and start doing, you know, if I start doing, trying to do back-to-back going out seas, I'll just be crying by the end of the week. It's so, it's true. And also, you've, you, you're you not match fit. I'm not match fit, Claire. <laughs> build up to it. All right. Well, thank you, Lisa, very much thank for you, being here today. It's been a yeah. pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Come to the PDAs and discuss all of these things. We'll post as yeah. much as we can remember before beforehand. And um see you next week. Alright, that sounds good. Okay. Are you here next week or are you going away? No, I'm here next week. I'm going I'm going okay. to my caravan my caravan <laughs> adventure. Right. My husband said, You know that you'll have to use a toilet block and I was like, I'm just I can't speak to you. I can't I can't talk about it. Oh, there's no toilet in the caravan. No. Help me now. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>